everybody. Um, this is Minority Time Podcast. My name is Nerd Boy IV. Um, with me today, I have K. Thanks. Say hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how we were going to introduce people. I really don't. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I also have Saucy Sally. Say hey. Hey. <laughs> um. Hey, everyone. <laughs> yeah we hope everybody's doing good we hope that everybody's having a very good um memorial day week it's labor day Day. wrong one (laughs) get your mind right sir labor day right (laughs) i'm so sorry labor day week yeah um also, I guess we could follow up with um, the the last episode that we did with the OnlyFans thing. Like, oh, yeah. OnlyFans reversed their um their their decision, like not permanently, which a lot of people pointed out. They were like, "Oh, it's kind of just on pause right now." So, good news for sex workers all around. And um, yeah, that episode's been getting a lot of love. Uh, it's become like our third most viewed or listened to episode which is Man, that's pretty that's pretty good that's up there for sure I yeah. like two or three days ago yeah and you know just like we can use this time to just kind of just thank everybody who has been listening who's you know shared on social media you know, who's told their friends and family about it um yeah we've you know we really enjoy you know getting together and just talking um and um so so glad that somebody's listening absolutely yeah that somebody's listening especially like let's uh let's pull up like you know our viewers across the globe let's see what um what we're looking at um because last night like we got people everywhere uh which is the wildest thing to us like as a you know a group of americans um just the idea that like people across the globe you know in different um different areas different parts i mean all across you know europe and recently we've added what was it the yeah. middle east wasn't it or something yeah. so like you know uh our listeners here in the uk latvia germany canada bulgaria romania and the united arab how do you pronounce that emirates emirates yes amazing yeah. thank you guys so much for listening uh we hope that you continue to listen uh, this episode is gonna be a little bit different. We're just gonna, just gonna chat, just gonna chat. You know, we're just gonna, you know, see, see what, what we get into. <laughs> yeah, see what we get into. You know, it's right the way we were uh, talking earlier about like movies and um, music and like you know a lot of stuff has come out this week. I was telling uh, K things and Saucy Sally like you know I just saw Shang Chung Chi and phenomenal. Go see it you know if you can safely go see it definitely go see it um it is kind of weird that marvel decided to like experiment with this one which uh simu lee uh called out on twitter which i love which is also how he got the job um as shang chi was like he he literally shot his shot at marvel like hey i'm available essentially and like voila it was like you never know what you're gonna do unless you know you never know what would happen if you don't shoot your shot, you know, this man's like, you know, he's in one of the biggest movies on the planet right now. But yeah, Shang-Chi, absolutely amazing. Um, people that love Marvel 
you know, that watch all the movies, you're going to love it. Um, people that don't watch the movies, you're going to love it. Like, because it has a very good jumping on point. It's like, if you're new into the franchise, it's a very good starting point. Um, so I would highly recommend it. I enjoyed it start to finish. And there are two after credit scenes. So don't get up just yet. Sit your ass down. Watch the credits. Let it roll. Keep going. I uh, I went with uh, some of my friends and my girlfriend. And um, when we get to like the end of the movie, when the after credit scene's um, about to happen, there was like this group of like five teenagers standing up in front of us. We were sitting in the back row. And they were like blocking the screen. And she's like, my girlfriend leans over and like she was about to say something. To him. She's like, wait, are you best? I was like, yeah, 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 I'm about to say something. It's like, hey, hey, mm-hmm. sit down. And they all like sat down. I was like, man, this is what real power feels like, huh? It was, she- your old man vo- <laughs> it was your old man voice, is what it was. Yeah. That's <laughs> what so my girlfriend says. She's like, wow, it's amazing how kids just listen to a man. <laughs> Like, oh so my gosh i saw sorry Go i'm interrupting Go but ahead. i saw this um post on instagram that's my head i can't even remember what account it was i think it was it's this account i follow called black with no chaser okay. and it was talking about how like you'll be in your classroom and then like the second like the black male teacher from down the hall comes in it's like hey did she tell y'all to be quiet? I hear her all the way from my classroom telling y'all to be quiet. And all the kids were just like, you know, and they shut up. And I'm like, and everybody was like praising and being like, yeah, like they had black teachers back and blah, blah, blah. And I was kind of like, also though, is that not still under? And I was like, this is an unpopular opinion. So I did not post it, but I was just like, I kind of hate when teachers do that because I feel like it undermines my authority even more. The fact that like you have to come in and they only listen to a male teacher, like you're reinforcing that. Yeah. Like if a male teacher is here or if I'm here, like you should still listen mm-hmm. because yeah. especially because I was like, I'm not the teacher to be like super disrespectful and be like, hey, shut up and like, you know, saying all that stuff. I, you know, I'm gonna give you respect. But I was like, I kind of hate when like I appreciate it because I get why they're doing it and it kind of, you know, plays into that notion of like protect black women and stuff. But at the same time, I'm like, also, these kids need to learn to listen to me just because I got a vagina don't mean like exactly that, that I'm they don't, that they can't. of respect. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. anyway, just yeah. wanted to throw that in there. <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah, I've seen like um, I've seen some of those videos like where people um, make like like yeah, basically like that what you were just saying. So um, yeah, that is kind of a uh, it's kind of messed up. Yeah. Yeah. But um, also listen to the the Drake album and the uh, the, the Kanye album. Um, I I don't feel that it's fair. Like you know, I, I see a lot of people online like comparing the two. Like, oh, which one's better? It's like, do you gotta have a favorite? Can't you just enjoy everything across the board? Like life is short. What life is too short to just have favorites? Like to, to just be loyal to billionaires and shit. Like I'm going to ingest all of the medium media that i can and i'm just gonna enjoy it okay but they're they're two different projects they're not really you can't really compare the two accurately i don't think like drake's is very much like a it's a drake out it's it's got rap it's got it's got the emotional stuff it's got like you know you see the people like oh man this drake song almost made me like text my ex or some shit (laughs) and like you know then you see the other comments like i'm not sure what drake song y'all are listening to (laughs) 
Not a single one of these that made me want to text my ex. <laughs> You're like, it, it hasn't gotten to my court like that. Yeah, yeah. It's not that deep. It's not that deep. <laughs> and then you got the song on there. I think it's called uh, Fucking Fans. Okay, that's the name of the song. If you want to listen to it, it's called Fucking Fans. Pause. So if you listen to this right now, pause. Listen to it and think about who you think he's talking to. And then come back. Come right back. Okay. <laughs> you back now? All right. How is that shit not about Rihanna? Hmm? That song's about Rihanna. It's got to be about Rihanna. Like, who else would he make a song to? It's the second to the last song on the album. It's, it's about him fucking up. And about him, like, pretty much like, oh, I let a good one get away. Because no- I see. And if he had just did right, he, he wouldn't have to sing right. about how he let her go get away. Right. You know? Drake is the Taylor Swift of hip hop. <laughs> he really is. He really is. Because it's like, and people are starting to catch on now. They're starting to give him like the same flack that they give Taylor Swift. Now it's like, bro, you 35 years old. Like at some point, the problem is not other people, is you. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's one common denominator in all yeah. of your relationships. <laughs> uh-uh. Let me let me not listen to that song though, because I definitely don't. Right. I don't want to text my ex. <laughs> yeah, let's can't. At all. I'm not gonna text the ex there. There's another good one too. Um, what was it? It's called Pipe Down. That one, I love it. It's close to like the beginning of the album because it's just about being like taken for granted. Essentially, like the song mm-hmm. about, like, not that that's happening to me now, you know, right? But like in the right. past, I, I could, my past selves could like relate to that. It was like, right, you know, right. asking how much more he has to give in order for her to chill out, in order for her to be satisfied, in order for her to pipe down. It's like, mm-hmm. how, how deep in my pockets do I got to reach for you to pipe down? How, how many pages do I have to write in order for you to pipe down? Mm, 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 ah, that's that shit right there yeah that's you know cool. it's always nice to like hear you know whether song or you know movie where you just like feel affirmed you yeah. know like because sometimes when you're in that state right where you feel like you are giving it your all and more and more and more and the situation is not really changing and you st- you start to even like doubt yourself you're like okay is this me? Is this her? Am I am I doing too much? Is this too much? Or like somebody give me some reason here. And so it's nice to to have um, you know to have that affirmation there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Hold on one second. But uh, there's there's this other thing too that I like um, with the album is that like. Because, like, I've been thinking about this a lot, like, because, like, one of my friends is like, oh, you you only listen, to, like, you listen to, like, a bunch of, like, female R&B. And they were like, you know, why is that? And I was like, there's really, like, no good, like, male R&B, like, sad song. Like, there's very few of them, like, where, like, it's not just straight up, like, calling, like, a woman, like, oh, this bitch, oh, this whole, oh, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm, that's cool sometimes. For me, not the whole time. Not the whole time. I'm in my fields, man. I don't want to be. I want to be disrespecting nobody in my fields. You know, I want right. to feel. I'm trying to feel the feels. Yeah, I'm trying to feel the feels. That's why, like, I'm listening to like my Snow Allegra, like some some elite Alina Barrage, but like this Drake album. This was that. This was that 
for a lot of guys. It was some some respectful-ish toxic masculinity, but like some with with a few hints of uh I don't know. I don't know how to how to explain it. Yeah. Maybe like some awareness, maybe like yeah. some awareness of maybe the toxic yeah. masculinity. Like maybe, maybe I am trying to get in touch with my feminine side and maybe I'm trying to be a little bit softer. Maybe I'm not trying to be so rough and hard all the time. Like right. I'm sure that shit gets exhausting, you know, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm-mm. But um, yeah, I, I, I've been in the, enjoying the album a good bit. Um, just good like and like i've been saying about the donda album it's i feel like it's it's a very good project it's a very good art project um it's it's even like it's even a pretty decent album like when i first listened to it and it's almost two hours i enjoyed it uh i enjoyed it a good bit and then when i got to like the end and i was like this was 27 songs this was almost two hours that you know it took me to listen to this and i was like how many of these songs were like like very few of these songs are like songs like if I'm in the car with like my friends who don't listen to Kanye that I could put this on and be like oh and they'll be like oh I like that you know oh what is it it was like you know you kind of want songs where like you get that like oh Sally what is this mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. okay, man, what, is, what is this that you're listening to right, that right. album I was like I wasn't too sure if I was getting too many of those songs like there was maybe like a handful of them after like I first listened to it, where I was like, okay, yeah, these are songs that I could definitely recommend to people. But like, there's no like, there's very few like club songs. Like, you know, if, if clubs ever open back up, or if right. they not close, you know, whatever. Right, or put out a business, or. <laughs> but like, you know, there's very few of those songs on there where like you'd be hearing them in the club. Like, like I said, it it straddles this line between like gospel and like rap. Like mm-hmm. half the songs. All the songs are like clean version. I don't like. I don't like that for any music. I hate. That's why I don't listen to radio. It, it, it irrationally pisses me off when I hear like a clean version of a song. Yeah, but, um, I want to hear it for what it is. I want to hear it for what it is. I want to hear the authenticity. What the artist meant. You right, know, our right. teachers would always say, "What is? What does the writer mean? What is the writer wanting you to to hear, to feel, to see?" Blah blah blah. But um, yeah. So that's that's the the stuff that that's my reviews. All right, all right. For movies and uh and uh, TV shows. Uh, Shang Chi, ten out of ten, must watch. Drake album, loved it. Listened to it several times. Donda, I'm going through it again. For, like some of the songs that I saved, and I'm I'm enjoying most of them. But they're 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 not like nothing to like pump you up. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so definitely don't listen to it when you're, you know, about to yeah. go on like a road trip or I don't know, maybe even an important interview where you need to hype yourself up. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> definitely don't do that. Um, well, I guess uh, I could go next. Um, you know, this is Labor Day weekend. Right. And um, I uh, did spend some time this past weekend binge watching uh, a series and I hadn't done that in a like in a while um I um I started watching uh Dirty John on Netflix and it's I guess it's I it's two seasons and so they're each a different story 
And so I finished the first season, which is the Dirty John story. And let me tell you, I like there was eight episodes. I ended up getting to the fifth episode, the first round. And like, I would have watched more, like had, you know, like it hadn't gotten late and it was like, okay, like it's time for bed type shit, you know? Yeah. Um, But it literally, I mean, it just like, it just has you on your seat, just like the whole entire time you're, you're yelling at the characters. I had a, a few times I was like yelling at, so there's like two main characters tells a story of um, uh, a woman who is, you know, very successful. She um, has her own design, interior design business. You know, you look at her, you know, she looks like a lady. She's, you know, got, you know, nice blouses on, hair blown out. And, you know, she carries herself very well. And it's it's um, her talking about, you know, she's going on, on, on all these dates and she's trying to, you know, find find a partner and um and so she's not having any luck until she meets this character john and of course john you know sweeps her off her feet they have this whirlwind of a relationship they you know end up together and then slowly after they've and you know finalized things amongst each other all hell is just starting to break loose in the relationship and mind you this whole relationship her family including her daughters and her nephew are just you know trying to point out all of the red flags that John is like giving them um we're talking red flags we're you know talking some pretty just like when you whenever a person just says I can't even say mean or inappropriate things but it's like it's that moment of like like you like you took it to like next level weird and just scary type you know sentences and like just statements just like out of the blue and um and so just creepy stuff that he would you know that he would say like there was a scene in the movie where I like I was like and then like I'm I'm yelling at the at the her name is oh I can't think of the character's name but the actress's name is Connie Britton oh anyway and yeah, and so I'm like, you know, her, I'm, myself and my mom are, you know, yelling at her character, just like, how are you going to let him talk to you like that, you know, and there's, so there's this one scene where she's helping John um, get better, he ends up, he has a, uh, an opioid addiction, and so he's trying to detox and get himself clean, and she's helping him up from the floor, and he like, proceeds to just like scream off of the top of his like lung at the top of his lungs you know get off me bitch and I was like okay see that's what you're not about to do okay like this lady is here trying to help you up right. off the floor she doesn't even need to be doing this to begin with okay because her daughters end up hiring you know some people to do some investigation and they find out some stuff I don't want to give it away too much but yeah so I would highly suggest and this is a true crime drama so this is a story that has actually happened to a woman and has experienced this character Dirty John and you'll find out you know based off of his actions and uncover his story slash stories you know, um, why he's called that. And um, so, yeah, so it was, it definitely had me, you know, like I said, just screaming at her, screaming at him, you know, 
telling myself, you know, listen to your daughter, Veronica. She's, she, she was actually one of my favorite characters in the show because she just had this attitude about her. Like, I know I'm the shit. Don't talk to me. Leave me alone. What I say is right. And usually hundred percent of the time she is right. Um, and so, so yeah, so she was actually one of my favorite characters. It's her daughter, Ronnie. Um, and I did start the second season. I haven't finished it, but the second season uh, tells, tells the story of Betty Broderick. And I'm like on the third episode of that. That's also a true crime drama. Okay. Um, and so it tells the story about Betty who, you know, of course falls in love with this man who's in medical school and she's here having the babies and um, he's off to medical school, finishing on off his, his degree, then decides he wants to do law school. So again, she's taking care of baby number two and three. He's going to law school. So she's basically taking care of home. He's going to advance his career. And as the road progresses and he, you know, decides to do law and join a practice, start his own practice, you know, things start to crumble. And yeah, so somebody is um, going to die in that situation. I know that part of I know the story because I've also seen probably a Lifetime movie about it. And I was like, wait a minute. This story sounds hella familiar. Bringing a lot of bells. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I would recommend um, those two uh, stories there. So like I said, it, that first one, I, I probably finished it in about two days um, just because it just had me on the edge of my seat there. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Good to hear. Good to hear. What about you, K? Things? Watching anything? Reading anything? Listening to anything recently? For our listeners who don't know, I just started grad school. So, like, right now, my life is kind of boring because it's like mostly reading and doing homework. But um, something I did watch, um, actually, I did watch some stuff this weekend because I just kind of took a break. Um, I've been watching the Netflix show Atypical. Um, which basically centers around this character named Sam Gardner who has autism although he has a high functioning autism and kind of like stuff going on with his um, with him and his family Um, and when the show starts like season one he's in high school like I think he's going into his senior year and then um, season four which is where they have left it on Netflix like he's already in college and stuff and it's a very like cute show like and I think it kind of opens your mind up to people who are like you know more neurodiverse instead of um neurotypicals is what they call people who like would be quote-unquote normal um so it's a good little show it's very like heartwarming and there are some parts where it's like I'm not gonna go into everything because I don't want to run the show I watch have watched all four seasons oh wow I started watching Ooh, when did I start watching? I think maybe I started watching like beginning of August or so, maybe even late July. Um, but I'm not a person like I can't. Oh, go ahead. Oh, how many episodes per season? Um, I think it's like eight to ten, maybe. Um, and I'm not really a person to like binge shows. Like I. <laughs> I am very much like I like to reminisce back in the old days where it's like every week like you come and then there's a new episode you get so excited about like I don't doing stuff all in one sitting like 
it's like overstimulating for me. Like I'm giving myself too much. So I'm like, I need to like pace this out. Um, so I don't know, the show is really good. Like I like it a lot. Um, and I start, the only reason I started watching it is because this um, actress that I really like, um, I found out that she was actually in it and I didn't know. Um, and she's like an actress, actress slash social media star. Her name is That Chick Angel. Um, if you do any stuff or follow any stuff like Kev on stage, he's a comedian who's on social media too. Like his, um, huh? I, I've heard of her. Keep going. Yeah, so like they're really good friends. They do a podcast together, and so one day I was listening to one podcast episode, and she was talking about having been on the show, and I was like, "Wait a minute, wait, what?" And I had already at least started watching season one, so I was like, "I haven't seen her yet, so I really want to see where she pops up." Yeah. So. I started watching more of the show and she's in it and she's actually a bit, which I don't know, like she's hinted that maybe she'll be in season five, but I don't know. Um, but anyway, so that's really good. I, if nothing else, like it was just even better to like want to support her too. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of something else. I watched this other movie and I don't think it's a Netflix movie, but it's on Netflix and it's called Really Love. That Yeah, it's a Netflix movie. Yeah. It is. Okay. Um, so basically it's, and I don't know the name of actors and actresses just because I don't like, I just don't spend time looking at that, but essentially it's this artist who falls in love with this aspiring lawyer and it's kind of your traditional, like, you know, career versus love kind of story thing where they're both like, they have these dreams and aspirations, but like they love each other and like, how are things going to work out type of thing? But it was a really good movie. Um, I don't know. The care, I think the only reason I hate to say like this, but I really liked it so much is because both of the characters are extremely attractive to me. Like the main, the main characters are both really attractive. And it's just like, I just like looking at their faces. Yeah. They're so symmetrical. So, but I mean, it's kind of your traditional, like, again, do I pursue my career? Do I pursue this person I love? And mm-hmm. that type of like storyline, but it was yeah. good. I'm gonna have to. I've, I've added that to my watch list. Also, like I added that and the show that uh that that Sally was talking about. I think uh, Atypical is also on mine. So, but will I ever get around to watching them? Right. <laughs> that's that's what happens too with you know with the our watch list, right? They grow and grow, and there's only a finite you know number of minutes or hours you have to or even weekends to be able to you know watch and stuff so it's always nice when you are actually able to binge watch something you know like you have that block of time I was like you know like dang like I felt like I accomplished something you know like like I almost finished the season (laughs) because like for me like when the when we first entered the pandemic I for sure thought that I was like, oh my God, they're not going to be like making any new movies or any new TV shows for like a year. Like that's, that's just like my brain. Me, I was like, I was like, cool. I got plenty of time to catch up on like everything that I just have not watched. It's like sitting there on my Netflix catalog on like, you know, my Hulu, my HBO, blah, blah, blah. And these motherfuckers did not stop making movies. They didn't stop making TV shows. So I was like, stuff i just still didn't get to but there was one other thing that i want to tell you guys about i started watching this guy on youtube called he's like a youtuber um called like i think his name is like i berlizzi or something like that 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he does like video game playthroughs where like he commentates on like video games that he's playing. And like I haven't watched like a video game or playthrough in forever. Like usually I'll just like, if it's a game I'm interested in, I'll play it myself. Or like I'll just watch like the little like movie versions of like all the cutscenes on YouTube or something. But um this guy, like I just put him up, just turned him on one day. And uh the game that he was playing is called 12 minutes and i clicked on it because it looked like a really like little cheap game because like the the perspective of the game is like third person but like you're looking down on them from like like basically the camera is on the ceiling mm-hmm. and like you're looking down on them so you can only see like the top of their heads uh-huh. and it's this husband and his wife and the concept of the game is that um basically um in 12 minutes, a police officer is going to come knocking on the door and arrest your wife. And um, for he's going to arrest your wife for a murder. Your goal is to prevent her from getting arrested and or killed. But if you play your card wrong, the police officer kills you. Mm. And what you end up finding out is that you don't get a game over. Instead of what, instead of what happens is that it restarts like it restarts with all of the characters memories from what just happened uh-huh. so it's like he's stuck in this time loop and like i'm not sure if any of the listeners like if, you, if you're gonna play the game spoilers ahead like i've been following this guy for like he's been uploading videos for, like three or four days i've been clicking on this shit religiously because i'm invested right so the reason why i got so invested because when i was first watching the video, i was like damn why does this cop assassin guy sounds so familiar i was like this motherfucker sounds just like the green goblin i was like oh my god and i googled it that's willem dafoe like this is willem dafoe voice acting in another video game he did another video game a couple years back with um um elliot page um uh beyond two souls i think um but was that that guy anyway he's done video games before um, and then the other voice actors in this are James McAvoy and Daisy Ridley. Oh um, sorry. James, James McAvoy, oh my gosh. He was destined to be my baby daddy. Yeah. But oh my gosh, like I, I love Shameless, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's they they got they got some good people for this. So it's literally just them. It's it's the three of them alternating inside this apartment and so james mcavoy's character um he's trying to figure out why he keeps dying why his wife is getting arrested you know they've known each other for like eight years um and then he finds out that so like you can you can play the evening out different ways by saying different things to your wife it's 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 vast Mm -hmm. ways that this shit can go but to like um because your wife is planned this evening like it's got candle lights on the table because surprise because she's telling you that she's pregnant and so it's like oh shit uh-huh. <laughs> um you know he finds out that she's pregnant and as like the like it's every 12 minutes like the cop shows up beats his ass it resets he's like shit all right i gotta do something different like so he's like all right i'll tell my wife that i'm in a time loop and she doesn't believe him it's like you got to say certain things correctly so that she believes you and 
Then like you tried going through her phone. Then there was a whole point where he like he he was like, all right, I can't get my wife to leave because if she leaves, she's gonna die. Mm-hmm. He started putting sleeping pills in her drinks so that she would fall asleep and she'd go to bed. And this is when it started getting good. She like I'm I'm not advocating for doping people up. That shit's wrong. But in the story, yeah, and she's pregnant, right? So he drugs her, <laughs> falls asleep, goes to the bedroom, turns off the light. Earlier in the day, she tells him how he needs to get the lights, the light switch checked because it's shocking her um, every time. It's like, yeah, tell the landlord to you know fix the lights. So when the cop busts in, he's hiding in the closet. She's in the bedroom. The cop, fake cop, he's clearly not a cop. He's a fucking assassin. He comes in, he's looking for, goes into the bedroom, hits the light switch, electrocutes himself, passes out. He goes through his pockets, pulls out his phone, writes the phone number down, calls the phone number, come to find out the assassin is doing this because he knows Daisy Ridley's dad. Her dad taught him how to be an assassin and he thinks that Daisy Ridley killed her own father. Hmm. Crazy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Talk about a twist, man. Yes. It's a fucking soap opera. I was so, not expecting that. The whole th- oh, but wait, there's more, right? So he's he's going through the pockets. And so you can choose to like interrogate this guy however you wish. So like he's, you know, you can take the little handcuffs he had, the little zip ties, put them on him. You can stab him with the knife to like twist, you know, torture him a little bit, get him to talk. Right, right, right. He tells you they're like, oh yeah, this is why I'm here. Your wife killed um her her father um eight years ago uh, before you guys met. And I'm here to finish, you know, to to make sure justice is paid. She shot him twice. And then like when you finally get your wife to open up about the truth, she's like, No, I only shot him once. And then the assassin's like, Well, he died on New Year's Day. And she's like, Well, I shot him on Christmas Day. So it's like the time's not adding up. Here's a picture of me from New Year's at this place. And so when you showed the assassin that she got that she couldn't have been there to kill him, he's like, oh my God, I've made a mistake. I'm so sorry. I was doing this because my daughter has cancer. And like I was doing this to get a hit because the 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 watch that her dad used to have was like worth a lot of money. And he was gonna take the watch. It's like that's when he comes in every time. He's like, where's the watch? Where's the fucking watch? That's what Willem Dafoe is asking. And so you can choose to give him the watch at the end of that. And I'm thinking like, oh, great. That's the end of the game, right? It resets again. And oh, uh-uh. Boy's character is like, what the fuck? What, what do I have to do? Like, I saved my wife. Like, I've done this, this, and that. This is where the shit gets wild, right? So... The assassin, you know, as I said, they now they don't know who killed her father. They don't know. James McAvoy, his entire childhood is murky. Daisy Ridley's character, her father had an affair with the nanny. Nanny got pregnant and the her mother died from the grief of the whole situation. The nanny was sent off somewhere don't know his mother daisy Ridley's mom used to always call the bastard a monster a monster a monster and the assassin is like wait what are you saying monster that's what your dad said the night i found him when he was dying monster 
the monster did this. She's like, oh shit, the bastard did this. So it's like, well, who the fuck's the bastard? <laughs> okay. So going back, the birth announcement, right? The 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 little baby onesie that dates really gives James McAvoy with the with like the pregnancy announcement has the baby's name on it, right? Baby's name, Delilah. Guess what the name of the nanny was? Uh, 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 he's Willem Dafoe is like trying to think of it. It's like it was named after a, a, a flower, lilac, a daisy, and he's like Delilah. Yeah, that's it. So I was like, okay, wait, what the fuck is going on here? What? So there's like a time traveling piece. There's a here? time traveling time loop, and guess what? James McAvoy and Daisy Ridley are brother and sister. Oh my god! Yes. What? And so he released two more videos. I had to stop that video at that revelation. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? They have a baby. Yeah, yeah and they have, they're having a fucking baby. I was like, this shit is wild. So mm. I've, I've been invested in this like three days. Like I've been up 11 o'clock at night. I was like watching these 30, 40 minute videos of just like, oh, yeah. So Mm-mm. riveting. I, yeah. For sure. I mean, with those types of revelations, hell, like who does a lot of some good incest stories, like right? I mean, it tell when they talk about tell is old this time, right there, exhibit it. Jeez Louise! Shoot. Well, hmm. you know, I, I, uh, another movie that I saw this past weekend too that was pretty good. You guys know the the main male character from uh, the Divergency series. Yeah, that was uh, the the really beautiful guy. Like the, yes, that yes, that is correct. That is the name. Yes, yes, that is really the, the really beautiful guy. Him. That's what it says in his IMDb. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, his his real name is Tobias Eaton. Okay. Um, but yes, I saw I I saw this is on um I saw it on Prime, and that's exactly <laughs> what my Huh? Is that his real name? Uh, I believe so. Let me let me double check. Uh, <laughs> in the Divergent series? Yeah. Let me. Where did the name? I don't go? know his real name. Yeah. To, no, Theo James. Maybe that's the okay. right. I maybe I maybe I just totally messed up his name. Please, no, okay. People, people, please, please make sure I, I uh, gave the right name. This, yeah, at the on the. The picture here it says Theo James. Maybe maybe that's where I thought Tobias Eaton. I don't know. I don't know how that happened, guys. Sorry for that little little, okay. sna- little snafu there. But um, yes, Theo James. Yes, that's his that's his name, Theo James. Uh, Tobias Eaton was probably the character's name in the Divergent mm-hmm. series. See, I totally totally swapped that. Sorry guys. Sorry guys. <laughs> Everybody knows exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, yes, the really beautiful guy. <laughs> um, but this movie is called uh, Archive, and it was kind of a uh, sci-fi uh, thriller, in a sense, here. And this takes place in the future. And it tells a story about this roboticist, this Theo James's character. And, you know, he's, you know, developing robots, you know, all by him, his lonesome, he's, 
out where out somewhere in Japan. He's got, you know, the best like research facility. He's got two robots that, you know, are helping him, you know, maintain, um, maintain the facility. And one of the, like the beginning scenes is him talking to his wife through this machine or this box. And it's an image of her. And, you know, he really is actually having a conversation with her. And so throughout the, the movie, you can like start to piece together that this box <clears throat> or this archive is how they were able to either, I'm not sure what the correct terminology would be, but basically a person's consciousness are, are in this archive box that, you know, loved ones could still be able to hold a connection to uh, once, you know, they've passed. And so this is his wife who's, you know, in this box that, you know, that he's talking to. Well, since he is like a super genius, he, you know, tries to figure out a way so these three robots that he has basically have all been like reiterations of his wife. And so there gets to a point where, you know, even like there's even jealousy among among two of the, the robots. And so it's like, so yeah, so there's a little bit of that, but there's also a twist at the end of the movie where you think you know, but you don't know. And so, yeah, it was it was a mind bender, that one. One of those movies. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wait a minute, hold on. Who is that, you know, kind of situation? Or like, who's calling through the box there if she's there? So it was like, yeah, something happened. Sophie, I love how you give things away without giving things away, because then it really makes me want to go watch. Because so. <laughs> I'm like, well, wait, I want to know, like. <laughs> yeah it's yeah it was it was a pretty pr pretty good film there um and I hadn't really seen a, like a sci-fi movie that like I had like really enjoyed in a while um the other one that I would recommend to um is the Bivarian Bivarian that's also another kind of like that's uh, Amazon yeah. Prime right I think yeah yeah both yeah both of those were on Amazon okay. Prime and so I would recommend that one too. So yeah, a lot of a lot of good stuff this past weekend. So hopefully, yeah. you know, everybody will have time in the future to check out, you know, everything we've said today. Right. Yeah. Lots of goodness, lots of good stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I want to put one more thing. Yeah. Um, so I, like I mentioned before, like I follow this comedian named Kev on stage. He's great, funny all him and like his crew and friends that he started off with on all deaf digital love them and so he has this like streaming service that he does called kev on stage studios app or streaming service i'm not really sure what the official name is yet because they're kind of i think thinking about changing the name a little bit but anyway um he's been doing this show called love on stage and i've been watching it through the app and it's great um essentially like there's these three women that they selected. Like they just had people like, you know, send in stuff and to audition. And now we're in the part of the show where like we've been introduced to the women that we, they've narrowed it down to three. And now the audience gets to help pick like who they are going to be matched with. And oh. this is a very heteronormative show. So like it's, it's 
heterosexual men and women. So let me throw that out there too. And so the last couple episodes, we got to see some of the women's reactions to the men. Like the, there was probably like 12 maybe men that they got exposed to. They were kind of showing like their reactions because they don't actually get to, you know, choose who they want to date. Like it's the audience picks. And so it was interesting to see some of the reactions because it's like some of the people that I was like, oh yeah, like I feel like they would go together. It's like some of them, like they were like, yeah. And then like certain people were like, oh, I think they would be good together. And they were just like, no. Like they were <laughs> like admin of like, that's, that's not gonna work for me. And then it was like the news where it's like, that person's gonna work for no one. Like you could tell like all the women were like, yeah, no, that's, that's, a, that's a no-go. Wow. Oh, entertaining, like very, uh... I, I can't think of like any uh, like reality shows where like the the audience gets to pick essentially who the suitors get matched up to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think in their like they just released episode five, I want to say, and so I think in episode six we actually get to see like who's matched. Okay. With. Mm-hmm. But also just because like I'm tired of single life, I'm gonna apply for the show <laughs> just because I'm bored. So. Do yeah. it, do it, do it. Else, I was like, I just want to like one of the things on my bucket list is to like apply and audition for stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My bucket list was supposed to be like before I turned thirty, but because the pandemic has kind of ruined a lot of my bucket list items, <laughs> I think I might just change it to like before thirty-five. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. one of them is to audition for stuff. So like, I'm gonna audition or like shoot my shot, so to speak, for that show. And then like, also one cool thing that's on it is they have a panel at one point, like when they're going through all the men and there's um, one of the panelists is someone who was on the show, The Circle, that's on Netflix. Her name yeah. was Tara Alicia. She was on season two. Oh yeah. Yeah, Tara Alicia's on the panel. Um, and so that was interesting to like see her points and to see her again. Um, and also she's apparently starting like a rap or like singing career, like, hmm. I don't really know how that works because she was a teacher like when she was on the circle. So I guess she just like did a whole 180. Yeah, <laughs> so, like, said, um, right, right. Hey, I, I, I yeah, I support, I support that. <laughs> it's so um, funny because like, yeah, the like this season of the circle was really good. Like that that was not the person I was expecting you to say. Like when you said Tara Alicia, it, like it's in my brain. Like I know she's doing the circle. I watched it. I like, oh. Yeah, she was like one of the first people that got eliminated. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was kind of nice to see like them branching out and like finding other people. Yeah. Especially since she's someone like who's more, I guess, recent or whatever, if that makes any sense. But um, so she was on the show, she was on the panel, that was cool. Um, but yeah, it's a really good show. And I'm also plugging the app because Kev on stage is great. So <laughs> love it love it i tell you listen let me know when you apply because i might apply with you uh it's either going to be that or uh married at first sight because that's the um that's the road that is looking it's looking like it's going to be uh the relationship at the end there so because obviously what i'm doing now is not working (laughs) i was um talking to my sister about that i think it was yesterday and i was saying like at this point I mean like don't get me wrong passion and like all that stuff is great like being in love with who yay but I was like I don't really have that experience <laughs> so like at this point like I'm like I'd be fine giving that all up 
just to be like to know that like you have somebody who like they're committed to making it work yes and I'm not yes. saying like because even on married at first sight like they do try their hardest to like actually pair you with like a person who's compatible and stuff mm-hmm. and like, you would like find attractive and all that but I think at the especially just with dating nowadays like I much more value like somebody who is going to make it work mm-hmm. over we're just so in love and it's so passionate and romantic all the time like that would be great right. don't get me wrong right I would that, but at this point I'm like that's not been my experience in anything so <laughs> I want the commitment part I yeah. can build like like even if like my sister was talking about she's a communication study person so she knows about all the different styles and stuff and she was saying like there's basically like this triangle and like it's intimacy passion and then commitment mm-hmm. and like, mm-hmm. you know ideally your romantic partner like you'd have bits of all three but like when you don't um like if you just had like for example the intimacy and like the commitment that's more like companionate love um mm-hmm. Or, like, if you just have, like, the intimacy and the passion, like, that's, like, your, like, you know, puppy dog, like, burning flame kind of love, like, where, mm-hmm. it, again, it maybe doesn't work out, kind of fizzles. Mm-hmm. And then, like, if you have the passion and the, or no, if you have the passion and commitment, that's, like, puppy dog, like, you're just so into each other at the beginning and, like, always want to be there. And you're, like, already saying, like, this person's my boyfriend or my girlfriend. It's, like, you know, in each other two days. <laughs> um, <laughs> jump at the gun there <laughs> right. Right. That and then the intimacy and passion are just the people who are like it's just very like fiery almost but mm-hmm. they may not stay together like yeah. for, they may burn out quickly maybe right they don't have the commitment so mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm probably butchering everything she says she's way more smarter about like, that That's okay, okay. Give, give us her name again what's her name Oh, I, this was my sister who was telling me all this, so. Oh, okay. Well, go look for the triangle, people. Go look for the triangle. Intimacy, passion, and commitment. And I was like, you know, honestly, at this point, like, I'd just be fine with the intimacy and the, the commitment. Mm-hmm. Passion would be great, but I don't okay. need that. Right. I know. I know. Yeah. You know, I, it got me thinking, too. You sent a video. Sorry, I just, like, barely got to it on Instagram there, but like yeah they were like taught that this video that Kate Banks sent was you know basically just talking about um you know how just dating nowadays is just is so hard like it's it's a hard field to get into it's a hard field to stay in it's a, it's a hard field to even get out of so it's just like a lose lose and lose yeah. um and I'm tired of losing um so <laughs> right now right now I'm taking a break you know and like that's another thing too it's like a constant download delete download delete of like apps and every time you download it you have like this this fiery energy you're just like this is gonna be the time I'm gonna get a match it's gonna last it's gonna lead me to that committed relationship that I've always wanted and shit just doesn't pan out the way you initially planned it's it's like if I could use this analogy I don't know if it's the exact same thing but you're like you know like it's your first like sports game or something like if you're on a team and you're in an event and you're just like put me in coach put me in put me in right you're ready to go you like you remember all the drills the practices and stuff and then you play for like a quarter and then it's like you get benched like you just that's basically what happened (laughs) oh man that is such 
a good comparison. Like that is so whether you want to be benched or not, you get benched. Like that's <laughs> there's a um when you were talking about um Sally, when you're talking about the the process of like downloading and then like deleting and then like downloading again. Um there's this one YouTube channel that I follow called um answer in progress and um it's this canadian girl and like some of her friends pretty much they do like they do like sciencey like research videos but they did a video on um why like dating is hard or something like that and like like dating apps are essentially like kind of made for you to fail or something like that something about like choice overload and like mm-hmm. different things like that um yeah. yeah but yeah 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 so married at first sight um or this other show here that i've already forgotten the name to uh love on stage and it's the same people like that video that i sent you they uh, do a podcast called the love hour podcast and so love on stage it's the same people oh okay gotcha gotcha so we'll see because otherwise, if I hear if I hear a Drake's uh, song about Riri, then I know who I'm going to be texting <laughs> in the five minutes right after. So we gotta we gotta you, gotcha. know, you know you know that saying uh, the way to get over somebody is to get under someone. Well, that's that's the point that 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 I'm at right now. Oh wow! But um. Yeah. What do you think, guys? Should we go ahead and sign off? Yeah, I think that was a good stopping point. Uh, you can go ahead. And All right, I'll go ahead and sign us off then. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening to this fun uh, hodgepodge uh, episode of Minority Time Podcast. This is Saucy Sally, and I have. Okay, there. thanks. Yeah. Oh, oops. Go ahead. <laughs> Okay, thanks. Bye, guys. Nerd Boy IV. And see you guys next time. Thanks, everybody. I don't know why I waved.